Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It's Thursday, September 13. Welcome to Daily Walk. I am Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Japheth de Oliveira. Uh, let's pray for today and uh, uh, one more time as we refresh ourselves through this text. Heavenly Father, just again, thank you, Lord, for uh, today. Thank you for a fresh start. Thank you for the opportunity to reflect once more in this passage of hope and uh, this passage of of glory, of what you're calling us to, and uh, and the empathy that you have, and the understanding that you have, and the the beauty of of going through this journey with us. We ask God for a deeper appreciation of this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. I'm just really laughing because this printout, I have to explain this to the oh, listening audience. okay. You're laughing through my prayer. Good, no, good. well, I was, I was trying not to laugh during your prayer. I laughed as soon as you were done praying. Yeah, yeah, go on. As which soon as I opened my eyes and looked. It's the one from the NIV, which I'm going to read in, in oh, a moment. Yeah. But Japheth, this is how he cares about the earth. This is cool. He didn't want to print one word. There was going to be a, a basically a widow on the the next page, the word glorified. So he didn't print the two pages. What he did, he just wrote in all little cap letters, glorified, period, at the end of the, so that I would be able to read. I'll indicate it as I read. I'll tell you when the handwritten portion comes. I just thought, that's adorable. It's so organized. He he could have just let me fill in the blank. Like he also... What? Yeah, just yeah. picked a word just that would guess fit. how it's going to end. So we You're are welcome. reading from you. Thank you. The New International Version, Romans 8, 18 through 30, subtitle, Present Suffering and Future Glory. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation awaits an eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also, handwritten word, glorified. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. All That's right. very cool. I like that. It's good. Save the whole page. All mm-hmm. right, here we go. Um, our question then for today. Uh, how hard is it not to judge people through the lens of perception and impression? And how would we like to be judged? Well, I'm thinking that you could start uh, talking uh, about that by referring to what you said yesterday, where okay, okay, you just were the... quite 
unempathic no, it, oh, toward people who it, it, suffer from depression. Oh, I think because you you're just such an upbeat, cheery person. It was not the case. Okay, it was explain the yourself case. then. It was not the case. It was explain it was, first to of all, the audience. First of all, uh, I, it was literally time. Oh, because there wasn't enough time to yeah. say anything serious. So instead, you just made a joke. No, out I wasn't of it. trying to make a joke. I was just I like, get it, it. you went from the shower. I can't take a shower. And I thought, oh, hang on a second, something else going on here. I wasn't talking about presently. I didn't pick that up. So I had a shower I'm this morning. I'm, I'm fine. I'm learning okay. all the time. So, yes. But, okay, this does relate to how yes. you judge people through the lens of perception and impression. Absolutely. Because, well, you know, you think of everything in terms, you think of yourself as being kind of the norm. Right. Oh, of course we do. And so everybody who's not you is kind of and a I couple think standard deviations And I think that's actually a, miss- a massive problem that we have. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I think, did I mention this? I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I talked about the idea and I, I uh, for sure about how we, we share grace with each other and how we are... We limit the amount of grace we share with each other because depending on how we receive grace ourselves. Well, yeah, and, and if we're always using ourselves as the yardstick, oh. well, then everybody comes up short in some way. Just yeah. You know how you remember when you were a kid visiting anyone else's family? It always seemed like, man, other people's families are so weird. <laughs> like everybody's family seems weird, right? Because they're not yours. Yeah. The way that they live is always bizarre, like what they eat for breakfast and how they go about clearing things up and what they do after dinner, whether they oh. have the TV on, whether they okay. sit with a TV tray, you know, mm. all kinds of things that whether people do where you just think, that's dishes. weird. Sure. Mm, that always whether they, uh, the tolerance that they have for flying dog hair and the food, you know, oh, all, all of these things. So much. Okay. You yeah. just think seeing what other people live like, because it's always different from what's I normal think, for you. I think what's interesting. And is, that's just an easy example. Yeah, what right? I like about this question, what I like what Mark is asking us here is this, that is that, do we recognize that we have a lens? I think we do the judgment calls all the time. Do we ever recognize that it's because we have some... Well, I think we should. That a culture one, an age one, a socioeconomic one, a gender one. Those cross-cultural, those cross... A what region of the country you Mm -hmm. grew up in one. I mean, all of these. Um, I realized this a little bit when I was traveling in Europe, I guess, when I was 21, when I I guess around the time that Mm -hmm. I met you. Mm -hmm. Because I recognize that going into different countries, I would often interpret people's behavior as rude. Hmm. Um, I remember, I think it was in Greece or Italy. Maybe Is that because both. of the names you, they called no, you? All right. No. <laughs> both of those countries, I think that when I would buy something using cash, when they gave me my change, they would throw it at me. Oh, yeah. Kind of chuck it. And I remember thinking, wow, what is the matter with these people? Oh. Then I observed it for a while, and that was just something they did. With everyone. Yeah. It wasn't mm-hmm. like it was directed at me. There was no reason for me to feel offended about it. And I thought there's all kinds of similar things that we, because we have expectations of what polite behavior is, it's hard not to react kind of viscerally when somebody does something do that remember, we think of as being rude. Do you remember uh, Luby? No. I think that was his name when oh, I was Are you talking about that awful man? Well, I wasn't going to say awful <laughs> He man. was the one who scowled at me on the train in London. Yeah. And then I realized later he was a Newbold student. <laughs> yeah. He was really mean to me on the train. Well, he yelled I don't him. remember why, okay, though. Okay, so I was in class, and he was sitting next to me. And this is in the, we were in the master's program. I think it was Dr. Mustard's uh, uh, lecture. I don't think Luby is even his name. That's not even uh, a real name. I, okay. And, uh, yeah, maybe not. And I had my foot up on the chair next to me so I was kind of sitting with my back against the wall if you imagine that and then I'm sitting to the side of the desk and my foot's up and so my the the base of my foot is facing him and suddenly halfway through the class 
this guy just gets up and he's just like yells at me, yells at everybody and just says, this is just so disrespectful. Well, weren't you used to that? I mean, you grew up in England. That's the English way is to shout at total strangers over About over the sole nothing. of your foot? Yes. No. During the time I lived in England, you know my rants about this. I had an old woman come up and yell at me because I was eating cashew nuts while walking down the street. Well, why were you doing that? I was like, I, actually, I, I, I didn't I realize I was supposed I mean, to get you? out the china, yeah. like the tablecloth, and sit down <laughs> with my bag nuts? of nuts. I mean, I mean, uh, it's pretty disrespectful. Or the guy who yelled at me because I was <laughs> drinking a coffee from Cafe Nero and he wanted to know how much I paid for it because uh, I should have given the money to him. I actually, I think what it is, truly, British people like to correct other people no, in public ways. Uh, no, I they, think people think they're all polite. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> No, it's their favorite it's thing. True. It makes them so happy. It makes no, them giddy. I don't think that's true about all British people. No, well, but, obviously not but, all of them, but no, it, it's definitely a trend. Ninety-eight percent of them are not that way. Mm, see that? I got the two yeah. percent out of like sixty million people. Though is a lot of people. It is, but if you meet all of them, in one, in and one, I do. What if you meet They're all of them in one church? That'd be dangerous. That we've been in churches like that. Yeah, I know. I am pretty certain. I I think that I think there are all sorts of judgment calls that we make, and there's all sorts of perceptions we had. Do you remember that one church that we went to? Um, and I was visiting, preaching at this church, and uh, the guy got up, the elder got up, and he said, "Now remember, next Sabbath." Is visitor Sabbath, which is always freaky. I, I, I'm glad we don't do this at Boulder Church, but but <laughs> I would never want this. The so next Sabbath is visitor Sabbath. He said, "You're going to now all learn to smile." So then, <laughs> I do don't remember, remember, you remember this. this? Now. So then he made everybody do this smiling exercise, and he said, "No, no, no a bit more wider, more oh. teeth." And he was like, getting, "Where on earth was that? Do you remember what part of the country oh, it was?" It was in London, and it was in London. It was okay. in North London, and uh, I won't say which church. <laughs> I can't remember this at all. <laughs> I was just like, I was just sitting there. I believe it. Dying, sounds... and, and literally, I'm like, is this the only way to do it? So anyway, so there's a perception impression people have. Well, how have. would you like to be judged? Oh, I would actually love to be judged uh, with more grace always. And I would love to be able to uh, feel that I actually do more of that. But I don't think I do enough of that. Um, so I, I said to somebody the other day that, in truth, uh, difficult people in my life, what I have to do is um, is ask Jesus to say, all right, uh, this is a difficult person in my life. Uh, I want to see them as a daughter or a son of God. And when I do, I actually can I actually see them with love, and that makes it much easier. If I don't ask that prayer, oh, my goodness, I'm not well, down. I think like, I wish, my friends and my family, yeah. the people that are my people that I like, yeah. I love them, and I think they're fantastic. I think they're all super smart. And good looking and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that love means that you don't look at someone objectively. That's actually my definition mm-hmm. of what love is. And I think that I would like to be judged not objectively, but with mm. that kind of lens of this person is fabulous. Mm. Absolutely you know? fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. There I you like go. that. I like that. Well, think about that. Uh, let me leave you the question. How hard is it not to judge people through the lens of perception and impression? And how would we like to be judged? Uh, look after each other, live love, and we will connect tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.